what's up it's your girl poet Hannes, and i'm chief Hendricks, and you are now tuned into confidently lost podcast confidently lost i know you guys are wondering what is that like who who what, what does it mean to be confidently lost like who are our people who are we speaking to Confidently lost is for who? Our young black millennials. Your everyday hustler. Yeah, I have $3 that's in my account. Can you cash at me real quick? Those type of people. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) You know what we're talking about because I'll definitely be doing it. (laughs) I sis, can I I have money? Can I have a little bit until Friday? (laughs) By the time I be forgetting. (laughs) Right. You cash at you weeks later, like you be like, oh, all right. Exactly. Exactly. But we got a couple of segments we're going to cover today, and our first segment is... Messy Monday. All right, so we're going to hop right into it. Messy Mondays is the tea alert. Period, poo. (laughs) Like, we giving it up, okay? We letting you know the rundown of the rundown, okay? We talking to you real dirty, and we don't give a fuck about that, okay? (laughs) You can say that shit again. (laughs) So, but our first segment is... Mm-hmm. I, I had you. so many I had so many like feelings about her throughout this whole week yes. <laughs> like, ever since we decided we was going to talk, talk about, about her. her I just I didn't even know what to say cause um I was honestly I didn't even I just tuned in <laughs> because I wasn't impressed I, did, I was really just like okay and then when I first got the story it was like I was getting bits and pieces of it, and then I was seeing everybody comments. I think what made me unimpressed by it was the fact that social media, like, oh, like they y'all drew just, so hard. Hype piece, like y'all just get so hype, and y'all yeah. want to just go so crazy that it's like, damn, like I, Yo, don't they don't care know. what the story like, is. And then when I actually watched it, I was like, there was nothing wrong with what she said. Exactly. Y'all just took it to the extreme exactly. because that's just what social media is. And then I guess from what I've seen, she. It's kind of like upset about the feedback she getting, but honey, this is what you asked for. You asked for this. So if you guys are wondering, we are talking about Ashe. Aisha. <laughs> I be calling this girl Ashe for the. And I wanted you to call her Ashe Curry because I wanted people to understand that this is what happens when you don't represent yourself well you, and you don't carry yourself well. Aisha Curry, this is versus the people, honey, and we are the people. Okay. So basically. Quita and I have been reading about everything that people have been saying in the social media. Mm-hmm. We've also been watching the the interview playback back over and over just to kind of keep ourselves thinking about what was actually said mm. in the interview, her expressions and everything. Mm. Um, so, sis, <laughs> <laughs> what do we have to say about this? First of all, sis, like, she must be smoking that good good over in Cali. <laughs> Anxiety. I said, sis, you, you and I take medication for this. I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. What medication you sis. be taking? What kind of medication? But so, no, like, so the topic was she she randomly brought up how she doesn't get male attention, right? And I say randomly because after I I saw what was posted on the shade room and stuff like that, and I then I actually watched the Facebook uh, Red Table Talk. It was just like, she randomly came up with this subject like, yeah, I don't get guy attention in the center. And it was just like, it was like weird. Everybody get, everybody was like, what? Like, <laughs> gave her that look like, where is this coming from? Like, even her mother-in-law was like, right. um, 
Like, this is random. Like, but I'm like, actually, like, you're not ugly. Like, you're not no ugly John. Like, you're not honey. You, you, sis. I'd agree with Jada, though. Her radar is turned off. It was. And you, and yeah. you could tell because every woman in the room knew yeah. that her shit was turned off. Exactly. But her. Exactly. Because when a nigga did good, you don't see nothing. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and I feel that because I honestly, I can relate to that. I understand where she, where she was coming from. Like, mm-hmm. we've all been a girl where you've been with somebody and you still want to know what's going on. Especially if you're in a long relationship. Mm-hmm. Niggas ain't really checking for you like that because yeah. they know you cuffed. Yeah. So they're yeah. not going to say nothing. They ain't going to say nothing, but they're going to look from afar. You, you, better check it, it, you better check your viewers and your stories, sis, because they be watching. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so as far as how she reacted towards everybody once they started coming at her, I'm just like, mm. Mm. like this is the type of energy you invited so why why act why act any different? You're a celebrity. You know you get this type of attention all the time. So why is this time any different? I just feel like, honey, when you have the money, <laughs> you better dress like it. You better act like it. That's you better know topic. it. That's okay. Topic. So me and Fit, we have an issue with the way she dresses. And don't get me wrong, she is cute. She's so beautiful. Like, like she's a pretty girl, but sometimes you don't got the right people around you. Like, Nikki ain't had the right people around her for a while, you know? You know? Everybody like, has a glow up. Every, everybody has a glow up. I'm currently in mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, feel me on Instagram, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I had recently came across a picture, and she was dressed like Lois from Family Guy. Like, same top, same something. I'm not sure if it was, like, a really Rough old day, picture. You know, had to really... She had to rush out the house on. with the kids. You know, I understand, like, you got you got kids. Like, it's, it's, it's... Your world is on a different level, like, but... Nah, sis, like, you gotta think about what you're doing before you walk out the crib. Like, like she be looking very every day, and I get it. But sometimes you can spruce it up a little bit so oh, that yeah. when the cameras catch you, we see, you know, ooh, okay. okay. But my thing is, if you know you carry Natural this, this title of of Steph Curry's wife, I, yo, I'm dressing the fuck up for my nigga. I'm, being, I'm being on 10 all the time. And, and it's cool if he don't ask for it because he don't need it. But sometimes you just got to do a little something mm-hmm. just to let him know, like, Baby, I see you. And the bitches bitches that's in his face, they gonna see me too. Okay? The fuck? Like, what? Like, you see how the mom was dressed? She was looking very sitting hunty. Yes, yes. Together, to a T. That's how you... And her her new daughter-in-law. Yes. Ooh, that purple light. She could not wait to tell... She was like, I have something to say. Exactly. I was like, I got engaged last night. I'm like, since that rock is sitting... (laughs) <laughs> yes, honey, that glow but, was yeah. fresh. I felt that. So. All right, so but moving that, along. All you know. right, the next thing we gotta talk about is Gucci. Gucci, we not good. Okay, we just not good, and I, I, I don't have no other words to say. But I mean, I don't wear Gucci because I don't really necessarily. That's, that ain't my lane. In my tax bracket, baby. <laughs> look, look, I'm going to keep it a bean. I can't afford 
to buy Gucci right now. Like I the only time I, I got Gucci is if my mama or my daddy buy it for me, and that's telling the truth. To be quite honest with you, nah. <laughs> and that's not very often. I had Gucci Guilty uh, perfume, and it was uh, smells oh, amazing. I had the perfume. It's my favorite perfume. The perfume but is affordable, but. Exactly, yeah. but I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You see, I was in my yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. for sure. But yeah, so they recently dropped a clothing article called A Turban, and it was rocked on a runway. Um, do we know where this? I actually believe that. What we got? I what, may have. What fashion shows out there? I know. I just, I just saw the guy, and I saw Gucci at it again. Like, <laughs> I believe I took pictures of it somewhere. Like the white. Are you living with oh, need of excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh, she, Symptoms. She forgot to turn the mute off. <laughs> um, I am not sure. Hmm. Where I took the picture from, but I do have some in my phone somewhere. Hmm. I have found the Gucci blackface mm, sweater one. as well, hmm. and that was not pleasing because I don't think I saw it beforehand. Prima period, Gucci out here thinking, you know, black people not going to notice what the fuck they doing. It's not even black people. It's just other cultures, period. Because that is not even appropriating black culture. That's, right. You know, so it's just the appropriation, period. Like, you you, you keep trying us, thinking we're going to be neglectful and not call you out on your shit. Like, we know y'all ran by some white people, but come on, yo. Like, it you... Mm. So, I believe mm. it was in, like... Italian fashion show or something like that. Italian okay. fashion show. Okay. And from what I'm seeing, um, uh, the people in the C community were highly offended, mm. <laughs> calling out both Gucci and Nordstrom. Or how do you say that? Nordstrom. 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 Sorry, people. <laughs> I ain't from here, so I don't know how y'all say that shit. Nordstrom for cultural appropriation and sensitivity and the hefty price tag. So not only are you... How much is this? Let me, let me look for you. Let me see, let me see, let me see. How much is Baby! $790. What? You gotta pull a bag. (laughs) What? Just to fucking get this fucking turban that is already a thing that's... Not no, even that expensive. I'm, I'm wearing I'm wearing that shit to sleep, to shower, to to, to everywhere. Period. Until, don't, until I can't wear it no more. I'm wearing that shit in the gym. Period. In the gym, hold my shit back. Like in the so shower, bad. as she said. Period. Yes. Yo, I'm a, it's gonna be so worn out. It's gonna look like the Soldier Boy headband. <laughs> <laughs> true tea. True tea. <laughs> That's true. Sorry. All right, but yeah, they they just they draw. They just doing they a lot of weird stuff, and I'm not quite sure why people are still wearing it and being saying, "Are are we still banning Gucci? Are we still? Why are you asking that dumbass motherfucking question? Are you still motherfucking black? Yeah, exactly. Do you still fucking breathe, bitch? Exactly. The fuck? Yo, like, they fake boycotting. Like, y'all really need Gucci that bad? Yo, is that is that important to you? It make you look that good? I never believe it. Make you feel that 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 fancy? Mm-mm. Y'all can't look affordable in some shit that 
Like, shit, I be looking luxury, and y'all, shit. And it be affordable, motherfuckers. So, I don't really know. I, I don't know. Y'all getting too brand new with this brand name shit and all that, and it's cool and all, but let's also remember our culture and understand that they're banking on you being stupid enough to purchase this shit. And putting out shit like that and calling it creative, visual, whatever. The, the bullshit they say. And the turban, it ain't like the turban got the got the Gucci symbol on there or nothing. It just look regular. It's regular. It look like something you'll, you'll get from the hair Y'all put a bedazzle on, add some gems Yo, and something to the something front of like, it's like, it's like nothing. Like, shit, you should have a motherfucking Swarovski crystal up in that bitch for the way that sh- mm. shit costs a million dollars. The fuck? <laughs> shit. Alright, so, yeah, that's Gucci. Mm. Mm. <laughs> they still canceled Ooh. to me. So, moving on to my sis, Young Miami. Oh, man. Versus Nasal E. Mm. And that's Hazel E, if you don't know. And this little corny-ass beef that's going on. I mean, it's kind of entertaining. And it did start off as an issue with Light Skin Keisha. Over a song. a song that is just it's just that preposterous. Sounded, sounded it's just, it's crazy. Apparently, Nasal E thought you know this song sound sounded similar to the Act Up song by City Girls. It did not sound like it. Nothing whatsoever. like it. Like, and I'm going to pull it then, for you. Let, let's just let's just put it out there. Nasal E voices. She doesn't have a rap voice. Like, you know how some people, like, you know, like, they a rapper. They sound like it. It's just, like, she just sound like she talking and, like, holding her, holding her nose while, so, she, while she's saying certain things, trying to trying to rock to the beat and shit. This is Hazel. No, it doesn't, bitch. <laughs> Do y'all hear any like I don't even need to waste y'all time. That shit don't sound nothing like the fucking song that we be jamming to Mm-mm. on the radio. Mm-mm. So let's Mm-mm. really I'm just Mm-mm. over Hazel. That song will not let me that song will not make me twerk one cheek, not, not one. one. <laughs> and for her to be really going in as hard as she is, mm. Everywhere talking about let's leave it. I I seen a new post today saying let's leave it. She's no longer going to be trying to throw hands my with thing, Young Miami my thing because is, she wants to put it in the she music. She tried that loving hip hop bullshit with a real bitch. Okay, that's what it was. She tried that loving hip hop bullshit with a real bitch, and when a real bitch came at her, like bitch. But then what was crazy? Me. Y'all seen Jocelyn popped in? Hello, she popped in. Talking about see me in the L, <laughs> whatever she did. Lauderdale, ho, okay, <laughs> okay, Miss Hernandez, okay, Puerto Rican princess. But she was cute though. She <laughs> I was cute. Why. She was cute. She was but cute. No, but she, she just needed to go tend to Bonnie Bella. You know, apparently she got um, because you got a new tea is she um um Stevie G out here trying to get full custody. Of her. Exactly. Side note. Mm. So mind your business. Mind the business that pays you, honey. Mm-hmm. And then it was crazy because then I seen her and Hazel putting out posts of releases of songs that were trash before and still are trash, mm-hmm. riding the coattail because mm-hmm. now everybody's keyed into you. So that's that clout chasing shit. Mm-hmm. What, what what Cardi B saying? What she saying? 
They do anything for clout. Anything for clout. Anything. Anything. Alright, y'all. So. We gotta get serious. For our black brother. Honestly, like, when I, when I heard about this, when this story broke, it really hurt me. Um, it hurt me because, you know, this is somebody that I really thought was on the up and up. That was on some like he was he was on levels to being like great. Um, I've seen his some of his Netflix um Netflix movies that were really good. Even when he when he wasn't the main star, I, like his role was that for memorable. Um, I in the shy like I could see him like actually figuring out his character. Um, for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Jason Mitchell. Um, he was recently fired from uh, Lena's Waves. Showtime series, The Shy, um, and also from his management, um, from his agent, and uh, the Netflix, uh, the up-and-coming Netflix Western flick, Desperado. Yes. He was let go mm. from that, too. So, <clears throat> um, he was let go because of, of sexual misconduct. Like So, that Me Too. That, that, like, Me Too really did, like, Me Too was not going to let that rock, they wasn't, they not letting it rock for nobody else, and I'm, I'm in, I'm in full support of it. And that's, um, it it's, just, it just hurt strong. just hearing that come from somebody with so much potential to be great. It's just like, um, Columbus Short, you know, yeah. Columbus Short messed up his career as well, and. But he was. Yeah, but publicly. Yeah, yeah, he a little wild. But this, just to hear, just to hear this information, and you know, one, I appreciate. Thank you, sis, Lena Waif, for stepping up and you know, just letting him go and doing what's best for your show. Um, and you know, but do we know know like what's going on with the allegations? Are they going? So apparently, he um he had got he had. Several accusations against him with several actresses from The Shy, including his co-star um, that was played his girlfriend on the show. And uh, she was so scared of him that she had to get her fiancé to come to set with her, you know, just because she was uncomfortable with shooting scenes what? with him. What the fuck is this nigga doing? Exactly. And she reported it to the show several times to the point where though she left the show. And they didn't do anything about it. And it wasn't until other actresses came up reporting the same thing that they decided to let him go. But it had to be something crazy because to be let go from not only the show, other shows you're on, your agents in your management, your agents in your management, these are people that you right. pay, that like that, that you pay to, to put you out there. Like, they don't fuck with you like that. Like, so that means you did some real fucked up shit. And it, like, yo, like... Mm. No, like I like that shit don't sit well with me. That's that 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 sexual. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Like, he look all, a little, he look a little scary. You know, all that shit don't that sit well with me. A little you know, so you know, I'm gonna keep you in prayer that you find your way. Yeah. But honestly, you this this was coming. Like mm. you 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 reap what you sow, and that's facts. <clears throat> factual, right. factual, baby. Right. Mm. So. <clears throat> Moving on to a more heavier note. <laughs> yeah. This shithole of a country that we're in. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I really... And, I, and in no way take our opinions that serious. Like, yo, we are not experts on politics or 
or anything like that. I ain't even like finna that. give this too um, much breath. We just some regular bitches. <laughs> I ain't finna give it all that breath because. But we only gonna just. Re- I think we should only just because this the latest that came out. This abortion law. Period, abortion law. Two words. Women <laughs> should have their choice. They should have their choice. Missouri, they just dropped. Like, how the fuck, y'all? First of all, did y'all see the quotes that these freaking governors and senators and motherfuckers was having saying? Mm-hmm. Like, into it that much? What they saying? Oh God, let me pull something up. Let me pull something up, cause I was like disturbed, disturbed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't think y'all can understand. Okay. Here we go. Clayton Williams, Republican from Texas. Rape is kind of like the weather. If it's inevitable, relax and enjoy it. Todd Akin, Republican. Pause. Pause. (laughs) Exactly. Pause. Exactly. What's that time ball on? Like, for real? All right, let me give you a woman's perspective. Jody Laubenberg. Republican from Texas as well. In the emergency room, they have what's called rape kits, where a woman can get cleaned out. Bitch, are you human? Like, do you have fucking ovaries? Because right now, I can't even understand why a woman would say some shit like that. So insensitive, basically saying like, oh, It sounds like a privileged woman to me, but continue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then we have Lawrence Lockman, Republican, Maine. If a woman has, and it's in parentheses, the right to an abortion, why wouldn't a man be free to use his superior strength to force himself on a woman? At least the rapist's pursuit of sexual freedom doesn't, in parentheses, in most cases, result in anyone's death. Again, that's Lawrence Lachman, Republican of Maine. I don't even know these motherfuckers. Exactly. <laughs> but I want to fight every last one. <laughs> exactly. So these are the like, quotes that I seen that I was just like, whoa, baby. Like, are these real quotes? So you might as like, well, you might as well just say, you might as well let let rape be legal. Like, exactly you, is what y'all saying. Mm. Lie down and take it, bitch. Listen. But then again, <laughs> you know, they ancestors was 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 on that type time too. So you know, shouldn't my surprise? No, not surprised at all. Just sad that this country is going the way it's going. But, you know, hopefully y'all stay prayed up or do whatever y'all do. And be unapologetically black. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Um, Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> when that name came up, I just, hold on. Let me get my little picture up so I can really. <laughs> just so we stand. Oh. We do stand. And this, this is this was this should make me so sad because I love these bitches. I love these bitches. Okay, when they was on Bad Girls Club, I loved them. I was like, okay, they're cute and bougie and mm-hmm. just fun. And you know, I seen they did a little plastic surgery after they had got their little fame from video mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. And then recently. I seen some video and I just was like, who is that? And then when I seen the headline, I was like, no, this look like a he, she, (laughs) this don't look like no beautiful Claremont twin that I know. (laughs) 
And I was just so scared because then when I heard the video, she was like really excited about it. And they really like it. And I just don't understand what are you doing to your face, honey? Like, okay, let's not say he, she. Transessa? We're not going to say that. We're just going to, I'm going to say she looked like one of the, um, you know, one of them characters from Dr. Seuss. From the Grinch. Oh, yeah, you know, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, she looked like a who? Yes! <laughs> like done mm-hmm. it might have made me be like all right it's cool like but the no. hair the blue hair i think I, it was just oopal loopalish to my, me like my i don't thing know is, if, you, if you was already going to pr- uh, premiere it to a public platform you should have waited until it healed heal and then premiered it to because y'all platform. i peeped that they've been did this shit and when i go on their pictures i could see that they've been doing this shit like mm-hmm. y'all been progressively doing this shit I really don't understand why they changed the structure. They were beautiful as they were, but it's okay. Everybody has a choice, a freedom to do whatever they want to do to make themselves feel better. And exactly. if that makes them feel that much better about themselves, hats off to you, sis. Yes. I, I, y'all be hats off to y'all. I hope them bitches don't fuck with you when you when you in jail, you know? But kudos Listen, to y'all. You know? All right. So, Woo. the last thing. T alert, T alert. <laughs> T alert. <clears throat> this is big, y'all. Like, big, big. Like. <laughs> like. Yo. Mm, 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 mm. I'm breaking to y'all. My guy. My guy, Trey Songz. We saw that little footprint he was holding. Oh and we was God. all praying that that was not his motherfucking baby. I, was, I wanted it to be like a nephew or a niece. I thought it was. I was like, he playing with us. He playing you with know, us. You know, because I, like, I just, I don't know. I, I've seen his whole career. I, I just wanted him to have that, you know, traditional, like. But then I started thinking girl, it was real. Get with a girl, you know, marry her, fall in love, yeah. you know, fall out of that sex phase, sex talk phase. I never t- envisioned that for him. I always envisioned him to be a nasty, dirty dog forever. <sighs> Really? Um, never envisioned him because I guess because I'm a fan. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan, but he after he left Tanea, my baby Tanea Henry, like there was just never ever coming back from that. Like you left, mm. she's split, honey. Mm-hmm. Like look her up on Instagram, popping ass body jewels. But hmm, his baby mama though, the Ooh. real tea, the real motherfucker tea. This how you know when a nigga is really nasty. And you listen to his words and his song, y'all be thinking these niggas just be putting wordplay together. No, I believe this is. I seen the differences. <laughs> listen, yeah, listen. that thing they was poking. Listen, true T, this nigga fucking baby mom is a porn star, y'all. Mhm, mhm, porn star. And I knew her before I even knew her. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so I was very, very, very shocked when. This stumbled into my grasp, mm-hmm. as you would say. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was like, this is not really out here like this. Like, What's why is nobody talking about this? Brittany Jones. Brittany Jones. Pornhub, her baby. She on it. <laughs> <laughs> she on it. But, um, yeah, so from what I've seen, she did post on her Snapchat the same 
situation. So mm-hmm. it's been confirmed. It's been on some of the blogs. They're not really. I don't think I've seen it on Shave Room. But I haven't seen it like it's, that. It's, no. If you look it up, type Britney Jones, Trey Songs, you, it's going to come up. And y'all can look up some of her little archive because she's um, very uh, talented. Very. Um, and it depends on what you went to because she got. She got a variety. She, <laughs> yes. She's we'll got some tricks, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I watched her a couple of times before I, learned a few I knew things. this information. I learned a few so, things. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to let you lie to right there. But, yeah. Is there anything else? Mm, not really. All right. That wraps up Messy Mondays this week. Um, all right. We're on to our next segment, which is... Go ahead. Bitch, you tried it. <laughs> mm. Mm, mm, mm. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, all right, y'all. For, so, bitch, you tried it is when a bitch tests your patience. And takes your blood pressure to another level. Like, um, with this segment in particular, we are going to allow for our listeners to write into us um, at confidentlylost at gmail.com. That's K O N F I D E N T L Y lost at gmail.com. You would write into us, just title the subject, Bitch You Tried It, or B-Y-T-I. And, you know, if you want to remain anonymous, you can remain anonymous. We'll make up a fake name for you on ear. Um, But let us know. Reach, um, let us know, you know, who tried you. You can also hashtag it on Instagram so that we can get it. Bitch You Tried It, yes, definitely. On Instagram and Twitter. All right, so Mm. this week... Mm-mm-mm. On bitch, you tried it. So, y'all. Oh Jesus, Jesus, help me! I prayed before we we, we sat here today to do this. It was a good prayer. Too. It was a good prayer about positivity and uplifting the folks, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this black bitch. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God, that she's one of your children and I am one of your children. But she and I. Do not breathe the same air <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> okay, child. Candace Owens. Mm. Candace Owens. Candace. Candace. This one gonna be good, y'all. Candace. Candace, <laughs> Candace. Candace, honey. How dare you? How dare you? On so many levels, wear the skin color that's radiant, such as the melanin of black people, African melanin. She's black. Melanin? Melanin? Melanin, whatever. She said melanin. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm African. So this, this shit is just black. Okay? All right. Anyways. This woman is an American conservative commentator and political activist. Um, She's known for her pro-Trump activism and her criticism of Black Lives Matter and of the Democratic Party. And um, let me tell you something about Candace. Because... She didn't always start off so gung-ho happy to be sipping out of Trump's toilet bowl. Mm. Uh, let me show you. She started off, you know, as a little black girl at Stanford High, high school in Connecticut. You know, suburban girl. And, you know, she received threatening racist phone calls that were traced to a car in which a a 14-year-old, excuse me, son of Mayor Daniel Malloy, that's a white man, y'all. Son was calling her from his car. Racist phone calls. Her and her family sued 
this family. Or, well, actually, no, they didn't sue the family. They sued the Stanford Board of Education mm. and federal court, alleging that the city did not protect her rights. And she won $37,000 in settlement. Say she was against Black Lives Matter, though. Exactly, mm. exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. and she won the settlement, mm. and then carried on to live her life. Probably went off to college. You know, I think I believe. Well, I know she went off to college. I don't really. I didn't go into today because I didn't like the bitch like that. Mm. But um, you know, she did work for a marketing agency, and she posted a lot of things against Trump before joining his political party and sipping out of his uh, toilet bowl, as I said earlier. Mm. And one of the things I'll, I quote. Batshit crazy antics of the Republican Tea Party, adding the new the good news is they will eventually die off peacefully in their sleep, we hope. And then we can get right on with the obvious social change that needs to happen immediately. Those were your words, Candace Owens. So I challenge you to eat your words, honey. Eat mm-hmm. them, baby. Mm-hmm. And what did you say? Die off peacefully in, in your sleep? <laughs> because then I looked you up further because... I was actually texted by someone dear to me to look you up and, and read into you. So um, one thing we do, yo, is we really research these topics, we research girl. These people. Like we be researching okay. <laughs> because yeah, what's, what's then, really, so we don't be really just. Speaking. I watched uh, an interview that was on the Ingram Angle, which I don't know if you know who this lady is, but um, she's on one of these channels. Some white lady with blonde hair. Um, yeah, you can look her up. She has a show called The Ingram Angle, one of them news shows. Mm-hmm. And she had Candace Owens and Dr. Cornell West. And that's Dr. Cornell West from Harvard Philosophy. Okay, he's a philosophy professor. Mm-hmm. They were debating on there and, you know, they were talking about some of the things that Trump is doing. And one of the things they were saying was that since Trump has been in office, the rates for black people in an employment have increased. Black people have actually increased their employment rates and the unemployment rates have decreased since he's been in office. Mm. So the Ingram lady and Candace were arguing that this is amazing efforts and people don't pay attention to the statistics of things mm. and how he really is how improving you pay rates. How to anything like that when this nigga is out and, here? Oh, girl. And, yeah. that's what, and that's what Dr. Cornel West said. How can you pay attention to the statistics of things when this man is creating an environment that is volatile to the state of everybody's well-being. Exactly. Exactly. Like, we are on we are on guard. On guard. Like, you're, you're sitting here looking up to Ching Chong Hu from fucking Japan and shit, mm-hmm. and you need to be motherfucking worried about what's going on over here because if you do some wild-ass shit over there, that motherfucker's is gonna come blow us up. Mm-hmm. And I don't have time to die mm-hmm. from an uh, abomination of some type of weird bomb. I'm exactly. trying to live to see my children. Exactly. I'm trying exactly. to live to see my husband, honey. Exactly. So, yes. The bitch that tried it for me this week was Candace Owens because when I listened to her, she continued to say on this fucking show like two days ago that Auntie Maxine Waters has a low IQ. Mm. I repeat, she said that our Auntie Mm. Maxine has a low IQ and that it can be proven if she took... You owe okay. me hands. She Candace Owens, you owe me hands. You don't come Bitch, you tried it. You don't come for auntie. You tried it. You tried it. You don't come for auntie. You tried it. That's not what we do. You tried but, it. But, yeah, that was drawing, I can't even like, understand. You respect, like, regardless, respect your elders at the end of like, the day. Like, how dare like, you say this woman yo, that of such stature that gets on these newsstands, 
news stations and freaking reads the motherfucking filth off of these motherfuckers. Yeah. And you want sex? Oh my god, I can't even waste no more time on this hoe. Bitch, you tried it, and that's it. That's all I have for you. I'm done. Okay. Well, for me, this week on Bitch, You Tried It, I have a particular girl in mind. Her name is Janelle Evans. And this girl, if you're even too... Are you familiar with her fit? Yep. I actually used to watch uh, Team Mom back in high school when it first came out. And it was not all this extra stuff yeah. that it is now with reality yeah. TV. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with who she is. Exactly. Exactly. So, she there was a reunion for Team Mom 2, apparently, because she's still playing this game. So, um, apparently, uh, Nisa, Colin Kaepernick's, we'll say fiance, but she's his girlfriend, uh, hosted the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, recently, uh, well, not recently, uh, previously, uh, Janelle had posted some comments on Facebook about Colin Kaepernick and the Nike ad. And she specifically said, <clears throat> and I quote, hold on, let me see, let me see. She specifically said, I will not be buying Nike anymore. Chris Kyle's wife wrote a huge letter about how she feels and I couldn't agree more. Her husband actually did not sacrifice a lot. Nike should change their quote-unquote motto immediately. Immediately, Nike needs a new PR person pronto. Like, sis, like, what? 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 (laughs) Like... Like you, you, you really, you really trying this. So I want to, I want to say one before I start and go in on her, like one, thank you, Nisa, for stepping to her and saying, oh, you know, don't, don't act like you forgot or act like you don't know you wrote it. Cause they came with the receipts on the screen. Like she was like, you don't remember saying this? You don't remember saying this? And she was like, I don't know your husband. And Nisa immediately said, Oh, he's been on set. Like, what are you talking about? Right. So you, I mean, so you, so you, so you, so you knew, you knew exactly who he was. Right. And yet, and still, you played this game and then had the nerve to say, oh, every, um, everybody buy Adidas. First of all, Adidas is not meant for my booty. <laughs> they are low cut pants. Like, mm-hmm. I got up here and they do not rise that high. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, so then, and, and then, um, just one more thing. Then she, so then one thing that, that I, I I wanted to point out that is pretty familiar with her and most white people (laughs) is the fact that when you're confronted with your demons, why do you begin to cop please? Like you now you a cop and plea ass bitch. Like, oh, I don't I never wrote that. Oh, she 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 denied writing it. She denied knowing who who she or her husband or her boyfriend was. And then she immediately started crying and exited stage left like first of all, bitch. Like first of all, that bitch <laughs> I I seen I tuned into it after you had told me you wanted to talk about this and mm-hmm. When I had watched the clip and I seen it, it had been ironic that my friend had just sent me a link to a book and she was like, I always wanted to know what you classify this as. Um, and she was like, and this is a book written on it. She was like, and I don't know if y'all gonna read it, but 
this is what you call this. And what the book is called is White Fragility, and it's by Robin D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it describes this behavior that she she showed on the sh- on the reunion or show whatever that was. Um, how she reacted as if um, it was stressing her out. We were stressing her the fuck out <laughs> by confronting Yo, her with her That's what racism we do, though. Her fuck we out stress with white people out. Like, like, we stressing her out by trying to healthily discuss why the fuck you keep doing this crazy ass shit that don't make no sense. Exactly. Because you're putting this shit out there. You're talking shit about her man. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there... I, wasn't there like a post where she had said something like, let's make him the front of... Uh, uh, football or whatever the case is, uh, make him the face of something like it was some some hmm. post that she made about uh, Colin Kaepernick. Hmm. I don't. Hmm. I feel like we had a post that described what she had said about him, and it was so crazy. She was like, she was like, let's choose the most disrespected guy in the NFL for our promos. Let's add a slogan about sacrificing everyone will love it. Let's choose the man that kneels at the flag. You're wrong. This was all coincide in the same post about exactly. the Chris Kyle's letter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. for you to sit there and say, I don't know who who you guys are, and sitting there crying like, see, this is why I didn't want to do this. Boo hoo hoo. Cry me a river, bitch, and then build a boat and roll your <laughs> ass over it because you're fucking insane. You're stupid, yeah, bitch. Exactly. You did try it. You exactly. tried it. She tried it you tried all it. the fucking for everything life. that you went through on the show. I would have expected you to carry that situation completely different than how you handled it. Yeah. Cause you've been bashed as a mother for years. Yeah, from this show, and it and it, and it shows, and it shows. Like is it's it, your trash. Is, 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 this, for real, what, is for real. this what you, you teach your son? Trash. You're that from when trash. you're when you're confronted with 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 racism, you run away, you boohoo, you cry. Like no, no, you you you're a racist. You you blatantly admitted that when you posted that. You thought that was a thoughtful thought, like to post all of that about Kaepernick you took time. You took and, time. and to think that. You you in front of his girl now to think that one this is another bitch this is your equal sitting across from you like and you you can't take it nope so that's my bitch you tried it for this week um moving along to our next segment called thank you sis um thank you sis is about uplifting black excellence um it's about we'll be mostly recognizing women but also men too thanking their mothers for birth <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah and so it's uh each week we'll be talking about a couple of black great black human beings and this week we have some great queens that we'll be talking about yes um, we ha- um, have Miss Teen USA, Miss America, and Miss USA. Wow, they all first black, time sis. in history. First time in all history. Was black. Beautiful. All black. Oh, So where they, let, let, let's give them a shout out properly. Where are they from? What they do? So I have uh, Miss America, two thousand nineteen, Nia Franklin, mm-hmm. who was crowned in Atlantic City, mm-hmm. and from what it seems here. She graduated from the University of North Carolina School of Arts, where she majored in music composition. Mm-hmm. And we also see here that she had social impact initiative, mm-hmm. um, where she'll bring her passion for music and performance to advocate for the inclusion of arts as an important part of education. Um, and for the talent portion of her competition, she also chose a classical vocal performance. So wow. she's well-rounded. 
Um, very well rounded. She's beautiful. I don't know if y'all seen her. Look her up. She's gorgeous. Mm. Um, then we had uh, uh, Miss USA. 2019 Chelsea Christ or Crisp, I hope I'm saying it right. Mm. Um, she's a full time attorney that is licensed to practice in two states. Two, yes. Two, which one sis? Cause <laughs> I might need the caller. <laughs> she um earned a law degree and MBA from Wake Forest University. That is top of the line, baby. Yes. Top of the line. Yes. And she graduated cum laude with mm. a bachelor's degree from the Honors College at the University of South Carolina. Um, she is a former division one athlete having completed in the heptathlon, long jump and triple jump on South Carolina's track and field team. She also, um, sits at top 10 in the record books at South Carolina for the triple jump. Mm. Um, she also runs a fashion blog called white collar glam and she focuses on workwear fashion for women. She is an active volunteer for dress for success. And she credits her achievements to her ability to learn from failure. Wow. Okay, honey. Okay, honey. Wow. Very, very gorgeous girl. Very gorgeous girl. Wow. Well, let's shout out to all the natural hair, though. Yes, like, the natural hair. Like, especially Miss Kaylee Garris, Miss Teen USA 2019. This queen is a major in theater and she's from new haven connecticut i've been there a couple times it's pretty nice out there Mm -hmm. all right and uh she also is a competitive dancer so i mean she might out dance me sis Mm. i don't know she definitely out dance me because i ain't got no (laughs) room (laughs) (laughs) all right well moving along thank you sis um, thank you, beautiful ladies, for being so excellent and, and creating history for creating us. Creating history. Because you did something that nobody has done yet, mm-hmm. and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving along, we have a Philly man, a local man, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> who acted as his own attorney and got himself acquitted of a murder after serving nearly 13 years in prison. And that man's name is Hassan Bennett. Mm-hmm. Shout out to his mother for birthing such a... a a intelligent smart. man mm. who was able to believe in himself to see himself through a tough situation. Exactly. Um, 13 from, years, that's a long time. That could break somebody down, yo. And from what I see here, it took the native 13 years and four trials to prove his innocence after being accused of orchestrating the murder of a friend over $20. A dice dub, game. though? A yep. dub? A $20 dice game what? back in September 2006. The two witnesses who said Bennett was the shooter later recanted their statements saying that the detectives made them lie. Mm. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. What? And so, yep, he re- he represented himself in actual jail uniform without the help of any attorneys with a but, mandatory but is, life sentence But, but is he thinking line. about going to law school now? Because look, like, right. yo, he out here finessing. Well, he's he's jo- what? Yo, he got time. He got time. Wow. That's yep. crazy. Yep. All right, perfect. Yeah, so thank perfect. you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, wow. You. Wow. Wow. All right, thank you, sis. And moving along. And now for my favorite segment. Hey. Confidently Lost. Mm-hmm. And pretty much this is the segment where we get to tell you the what's what, the tea, Spill our tea, let you know about our upbringing, lifestyle, the tea of ourselves, pretty much <laughs> sharing tips on how we can help you guys figure out ways to resolve some of these things that we're talking about, as well as ourselves. We also want to um, 
try to share some positive um, information on what's going on in the community if we can. Yes. Um, especially if it is affecting us, we want to try to see if it's also something that you guys are interested in hearing about. Yeah. Um, guests will come on as well. And pretty much that's just the gist of Confidently Lost for you. Exactly. And also, if you guys are interested you um, in just voicing your Confidently Lost moments and just want to see what's going on um, and let us know what's going on with you, uh, we'll be more than happy to read that on air um, for you guys and give you some advice. I mean, we're not experts, but we lived a little. <laughs> right. And kind of with the point of the confidently and being lost is just kind of getting away from old habits, things that came down from generations that you've learned from your parents that you're trying to break free from Mm -hmm. and create new patterns and new habits. So it's basically confidently being lost in a new environment, doing, setting a new path, a new journey that might not be something that was supported in past generations, but it's a new day. So. Yeah, basically adulting and not knowing what the fuck you doing. Like, right. exactly. hold on. I remember my mom didn't pay that water bill when I was like 16. And should I pay this joint right now? Or what's going to happen? Like, right. <laughs> like shit like that. It's also about the unconscious habits we've picked up that we don't really realize are there until mm-hmm. we start reflecting and facing some of these things. So we kind of just want to work through our mess with you and yes. hopefully you guys will feed off of that and send us some inspiring um, information on what you guys are going through. Yes. Yes. Right. So this week we're going to talk about when to know it's time to quit your nine to five. Yes. As well as adding in some helpful tips on breaking bad money habits. Yes. Um, and the reason why we picked this topic is because I just recently decided to quit my nine to five. I turned in my two week notice last week. Mm -hmm. Um, so that means next Friday will actually be my last day working a nine to five. Um, of course, that's a big step. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Of course I do have other trades that I do. I'm a bartender. I'm also last certified. Um, and I'm venturing into becoming an entrepreneur and, and running my own businesses. I've always wanted to do that. Um, and it took me a while to get here, but it took me really reflecting and dissecting a lot of mess that I was going through mm. to get to this point. Um, and when you have a vision and it's between you and God, it's between you and God. And you can mm-hmm. only allow yourself but so much of everybody else's opinion on what you're doing to affect you. Because if you allow them to speak on it, they're probably going to talk you out of it because truth be told last year I quit my job thinking that I was going to start. I got my business license. I was doing all these things. And then I realized my situation wasn't right because I had just ended a relationship. I had to figure out my stuff. Like I had to get myself in order. I had to get a roof over my head. I had to make sure that certain things were in place before I could move forward with what I wanted to do as far as walking in my purpose. And I realized that because God was just like, look, I'm not telling you to know how to, because you always think to yourself, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get this Mm -hmm. done? How am I going to do that? You stress Mm -hmm. yourself out and you literally work a nine to five every day, depressed, upset, sad, probably thinking like, I want to quit every day, but you have to do it. It's a sacrifice. You have to do it. And I've worked multiple jobs at once and not wanted to work either. And you kind of have to know when to break away from that. Mm -hmm. And God was just literally like, all I'm telling you to do is prepare yourself. Sow the seeds, and I'm going to bring you the opportunities. God is my resource. So right mm-hmm. now, I feel so free mm-hmm. because I know that my resource comes from God. It's not 
me working and doing all this extra and whatever. Because if I ain't, if I'm about to quit a job right now, mm-hmm. I the struggle is really after you quit and now money ain't where where it's supposed to be at. Situations ain't where it's at and. We're so programmed to walk by sight that we don't even notice that we're not acting in, by faith. Ooh, when you're worried, you you're, hit a you, key right there. Right. When you're worried, you deactivate your faith. You diminish your faith in God when you worry and you're concerned and you're stressed out about things. Because what you're saying is, God, I don't trust you. God, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you wake up every day uh, ungrateful, thinking like, oh my God, if I don't open my eyes, if I don't start breathing, you automatically do that. It's inv- involuntary. Mm-hmm. So your trust in God should be the same way because yeah, yeah. he's really our resource. Any opportunity that I'm going to come forth to is because of God. So at the end of the day, I don't need to be stressed out about nothing. I just got to prepare myself and make plans to make sure that I'm in the right place. And so that's where I'm at <laughs> with my situation. So what, what happened like the day when you turned in your resignation? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically the night before, I think we were on FaceTime and I yeah. actually wrote my resignation there. And I said, I'm going to turn this in tomorrow. I ain't believe her, And nobody really believed me when I was saying <laughs> it. Because when I was in work that day, prior to writing the resignation, I said to everybody in my job, I was like, look, about to turn in my resignation. I'm over this. Blah, blah, blah. They were like, you ain't turning in your resignation. You're you going to wait till the end of the month. You're going to wait till June. You gonna... I'm like, no, I'm turning it in. So Friday, I actually ended up having a supervision. We had a two-hour training that was pointless. They had somebody training that did not need to be training because they did not know what they were doing. Um, and it just was like, why am I here? What am I doing? Because this is just stupid. I have other things I'm thinking about and I'm not committed to this anymore. I love my clients. I've grown with them. They've shown me a lot. I've learned a lot from them and I've also helped them make leaps and bounds so you said in mental a health. two-hour training knowing damn well, well you I was ain't. about to turn my two-hour, yes, two-week two uh, notification and Yes, I definitely knew that. I literally, after the thing, I had a supervision I turned it in. My, my supervisor did the whole supervision first, and then I turned it in. She was like, well, why didn't you leave with that? I went and went and did all this. I was like, I didn't want you to feel like, you know, you, ain't, you couldn't. I wasn't going to be paying attention to what you were doing because at the end of the day, it is a supervision. Like, mm-hmm. it's still a valid situation. Like, still, right, <laughs> I still right. got to be engaged and report my information. So, right. but at the end of the day, she was just like, I wish you well. It was She's an amazing supervisor, um, but I just really had to walk by faith at that point because I know what I want to do and I'm passionate about it and one of the things that I wanted to give was like a few things that made, led me to know that it was time for me to quit and that was depression I that's one big thing that I deal, yeah. I've dealt with like for my entire life um, and when you work in places where you don't feel valued or purposeful and you know you have big purpose and you have dreams and goals and you're not working on them because now my nine to five is taking up eight hours of my day. And when I come home, I just want to decompress. I don't want to think, I don't want to be creative. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have like writer's block, I had like creative visual block. Like I could not create, I could not be visual on what I wanted my plans to be or my dreams to be. And that was like so difficult because it was just like, yo, like I don't want to do this, but how am I going to do all these things? I'm stressing out. All these things that God is like, you don't need to worry about those things. Right. You need to get yourself right. right. And I also lack P and E. And if you don't know what P and E is, pride and enthusiasm. When you do a job, you're supposed to have pride and enthusiasm. You, you are a representation of that brand or that company. Mm-hmm. And what I felt, I just was like, I don't really care to be here. I don't really respect certain things that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know, I was, I was a forensic case manager. I am a forensic case manager currently um, in mental health and drug and alcohol. Um, I've worked in mental health for six years and 
sometimes it's a lot. <laughs> it is. It really is because you're taking on the emotions of mom, dad, uh, brother, sister, grandma, the patient, the client, or yeah, excuse me. A lot of so it's just so much. Mm. It gets draining. It's draining because you see a lot of sad things. But then you see things that make you happy and hopeful, but at the same time, it's just like, it's a tug of war with your emotions because you have to know when to shut that off and just do your job. Mm. Then you also have to know when to just show compassion because at the end of the day, that's what I believe in. God put us here to show compassion for each other. And a lot of times in the mental health community and drug and alcohol, these people get overlooked. So I love my job, but at the same time, it was weighing on me because it's just like, this is not my end-all, be-all. This is not how I'm supposed to maximize my purpose and mm-hmm. how God wants me to maximize my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just felt uninspired and I had like a lack of, I felt like a lack of purpose. Like I said, yeah. felt stagnant. You ever feel like you're just not going to where you're not yes. doing nothing. It's the same thing every single day. And you yeah. start waking up and like a routine, you start showing up late. You start doing things. That's just like, I don't even give a fuck anymore. Yeah. And that's how I felt. Yeah. And I've been feeling like that this past week. I showed up late multiple <laughs> times and I just was like, Oh, well next week is my last week. And That'll be that. And when you have a lack of confidence or lack of passion, it's just like you feel dead inside. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want to feel like that. So I have to literally take a leap out on faith and trust in God, believe in whatever it is that he's given me because these visions and things that I have are between me and him. I can't really allow people to infect that or you put their opinions and worry me because multiple times people said, well, what you going to do when you leave here? You going to a better place? Right. And I'm like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, why are you laughing? And I'm just like, because I'm just like, I think I'm going to a better place. Right, I don't know right, what, what's going to happen. And right. they're like, what you going to do? And I'm like, flashes, bartending. I'm just right. going to hustle how I know how to right. hustle and, and do what and I got to do. And it's quite inspiring to see, like, because I've seen your change throughout this whole process from in the beginning, like, from when you got out of that crazy situation to, like, now it's just like, I've seen you blossom. Like, you, you, you had that moment where... You had to take a couple steps backwards, but you you didn't lose sight of what my you, dreams, what were. you really wanted, you, what you really wanted. So one thing, one one question I wanted to ask you was, what what are after just experiencing all that and you know processing all that with depression and with all the challenges against you and what you don't know what the future is going to provide. What are what are what are three three tips you would give to somebody who's in this predicament who doesn't know what the future is going to hold, but they know exactly what they want to do. Like, mm-hmm. what what are some tips that you would give for them? That, um, yeah. Well, one, I would say, don't just quit a job just because you don't like the job and you're uncomfortable. Because sometimes you have to sacrifice, and sometimes God puts you in uncomfortable situations, one, so that you can develop a plan to get out of that situation or to mold you and grow you. So you have to know the right time for you to make that decision. Don't just quit and then now you're on unemployment or you don't got no plan and you're just sitting there trying to figure out what you want to do. Mm. Don't do that. Mm. Have a plan of what you what your vision is. What Maximize your purpose. Figure out a way to make your vision your own. And if that means switching to a different company like or working a part-time job or finding an intern, whatever you got to do, even if it's just researching at home, like a lot, of, I've taught myself so much from yeah. Google, YouTube. I yeah. do everything from home, and then I go and figure out, all right, how can I now make this official? And that's how I got certified with lashes. That's how I became certified as a, a, a bartender, because I literally watched stuff and was like, okay, I think I could do this. I'm real talented with my hands, and that's one of the things I've realized. I create. That's what I like to do. 
So know what you want to do before you quit because you don't want to just quit and don't have no plan. Two, once you have a plan, plan A, do not have a plan B. Do not have a plan B. I repeat, once you have a plan A, do not have a plan B. That resonates with me because it's just like, yo, my mom always told me like, yeah, like I'm a photographer, so you know I don't I could self teach myself a m- majority of the stuff that these people do, but my mom was just like, you know, go to school, like you know, study something right. similar to it, you know, have a fallback, and I'm yes. like, a fallback. I've always had a fallback, which was my nine to five, which is why I've always been in the nine to five because that's what's comfortable, that's what was standard, that's what's been taught to me, and when I look back at my parents and I'm like. They fought their whole life to get to this country, and then they get here, and they're a slave to a clock. They're working a nine-to-five day, day in and day in night, working double shifts to feed a village, to feed families back home. That is just like, to me, it's just like, and I'm one person here, and I'm your, ch- your child, so I'm supposed to multiply whatever y'all doing, and I have to think smarter because y'all working harder. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can't let y'all retire doing that. Like, so my mind is, how can I work smarter? And one of the things is that I notice in my family is we don't really work to build and own. Like, I want to own things. I want us to have things in our family. We're so talented. We have so much cooking, sewing, hair, all this stuff. And we don't have our own of anything. My parents think working on a clock is, I can't do it. I don't want to work for nobody. I want to work for me. And so having a plan B has always resulted in me never going for my plan A. I've always been distracted. I've never had the time or committed to it and put myself to have the discipline for it because it's hard to juggle both. And so now it's just like plan A, that's it. And now that means activate your faith at the maximum point that you can, because at this point you're going to need it, honey. Mm -hmm. You're going to need it Mm because it's going to be rough. But I have so much people that like literally have uplifted me and said they support it. They believe in it. Mm -hmm. And I know me, I have a fighter spirit and I'm going to keep pushing for it. Um, the third thing I would say is, um, make sure that, you build whatever relationship you have with whatever higher source that you 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 have faith in um like as far as god like pray stay prayed up basically like Mm. my relationship with god has increased so much since i've broken free from so much things from my past and addressed them and mentally been just talking through them with my Friends, if you got to get a therapist or talk with your f- best friend every day, day in and out, talk with God like he's your best friend day in and out. When I, when I say like every day when I'm walking and doing stuff with my clients, I'm in my head praying, talking to God like, God, I want this, I want that, I need this. And I'm being real specific because when you are specific about things, mm-hmm. God's going to pull that card on you. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be just vague about it because right. in the last year I've lost two grandfathers that was like significant father figures in my life like people that I looked up to that I didn't really have the closest relationship with as I grew but it really hit me hard because it was just like dang my I have closer relationship with my grandparents than my actual parents so for me it was just like whoa Mm -hmm. these is now my people that I'm losing where I lost friends in school and I've gotten immune to it over time but this is something where it's like now this is my blood this is my family this is somebody that raised me and I'm like I'm praying for strength not knowing that's the strength (laughs) <laughs> like, like, so when you pray for things, be careful because you don't want to like put yourself through more than what, it, what it is because now my plate is full and I'm like, God, every day I'm like, yo, I got so much to do. Da, da, da. 
my plate is full and I thank him all the time because I asked for it. I prayed for it. So now it's time to buckle down and, and show and prove because you cannot activate faith. Excuse me. You cannot activate faith without working it. If you sit and just be like, God, I'm praying for this. I'm praying for this. But you sit and wait and see if God going to do something. He ain't what, what you think this is for? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta put you in the, you gotta put in the work. Like people, people don't understand. It's just like, yo, you're not gonna get good at something unless you do it. Right. You're not gonna get. You good. gotta do it. That's you how the, this this podcast is even coming about. If yo. me and Rita have wanted to do this for a year ago. Yes. And it took us now yes. to get here because we had to go through some things on our own yes. journeys. Yes. And build upon that and now our but it was never it was never something that was forgotten it was it exactly. was something that was constantly reminded when we saw certain things we were like oh we need to talk about this on the podcast or we had bitch you tried it moments throughout the day like it was like yo yeah. we need to do this we need to do that so for it to come full circle a year later is is is, is a good feeling right. i know i i, I could relate when you say you know have, have trust in him because it's like even with, you know, certain things that was going on with just getting the podcast together, I'm just like, yo, we're cool. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, God got us. He he got us to this point, you know. And like I said, you know, it could be any any faith you follow. Right. You know, just believe, trust trust in that. And believe in yourself. And most believe in of, yourself. Most of all, believe in yourself. Because mm-hmm. when you tell people your plans, trust and believe it's going to be naysayers it's going to be people say you can't do that mm-hmm. how you going to afford life off of lashes and bartending who are you to say that look i be getting into existence on twitter exactly. every day i'm every like day. i'm getting into existence it's happening like you have no idea yeah how god can maxi- maximize your plans exactly and it's always that funny little joke where they say like you want to hear god laugh tell him your plans mm-hmm. because the beginning and end, he wrote it like, <laughs> and threw out. So he already know what's going down. Exactly. <laughs> so you just got to get yourself prepared, mentally stable, fit in the physical sense, whatever you got to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Believe in yourself, please, because at the end of the day, there's so much that goes on in this world that's crazy, that's discouraging, mm-hmm. and we have purpose. And when you build upon that and you're put, you, you put yourself on a platform f- to express that mm-hmm. you're going to testify to people that you don't even know that you need to testify to that needed to hear from you. And I've experienced that over the past few days where I've talked to people that I have never really gotten to deep conversations with on social media that I've had conversations with. And it was like, yo, God led me to have these conversations with you for a reason yeah. and to share myself. And I've yeah. never really been a person to really share too much right. on social media too personal, but I'm trying to do that because I realized it's something in my life that could be helpful to somebody else. Just like when now, when I had these conversations, I'm learning. I'm not alone because I always felt like, dang, mm-hmm. I'm, cause I'm not talking about it with other people. You don't mm-hmm. know that they are going through the same thing and that right. they, they want the same thing. Right. So just be and some open. people and some people may not know how to express it. And if you're open about yes. your situation, it might encourage them, it to, might do encourage the same. them to do the same. All right. Well, thank you so much. For, like, thank you so much for sharing it. Yes. Like, um, another thing that would coincide with this is like, you know, it is taking a big, big leap, uh, excuse me, a big leap of faith and, you know, stepping out on her own, but you know, she has to keep in mind money, you know, and it's some things that our parents have taught us that are instilled. Like it's money is literally in our DNA. Like mm-hmm. research has shown that, 
um, that, you know, we pick up the habits, um, bad money habits from our parents and from our upbringings. And, you know, uh, we need to keep that in mind, especially if we're taking, uh, if we're doing things like this, like creating our own businesses or just wanting to budget because you want something new. Um, I had pulled up an article, um, on, uh, what it's like to fray away from those habits that your parents had taught you. Um, and three steps they had listed was, um, the first being, um, do your research, look into your parents' background, like think about when you was growing up, how was your mom handling money? Did your dad handle the, um, handle the checkbook? Did your mom handle the checkbook? You know, who was getting the groceries? You know, how was you getting things for school? Like, just pay attention to those things and, like, look into that and even ask your parents. Like, right. you know, it, I know right now, like, I'm currently teaching my mother, my own mother, better money habits. Mm -hmm. You know, just because I know how I've seen her live from paycheck to paycheck, like, all my life. So to know that, there is a possibility to save, but you just got to look at your finances, like sit down and see what's priority. Then once I show her that, she just, she, she was just like, Quita, I'm getting this. I'm getting, she getting her kitchen remodel. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Look Maybe. at you now. So, um, like just talk to your parents, see, see where, where everything is coming from and pay, and pay attention like to your environment, your environment is your number one driver of your financial uh, situation. Whether you you have it all or you don't, you know it, it. It may be, and sometimes you know you keep it. Think about keeping up for appearances. Is it worth it? You know, mm -hmm. because you got things you want to accomplish. Um, and uh, the next one uh, was to. You know, just dig a little bit deeper into your own issues. See where you, when I say take a look at your finances, like one thing I did, I, you could do it on your phone, whatever. I created a little note and I wrote down what all the due dates for all the bills I had. Right. Like I, I wrote down all the due dates for that. And then I, I, I wrote the amount and stuff like that and looked at what my monthly expenses are. Like, it's just basic budgeting. This is something that you could, somebody could teach you on YouTube about this. You could look it up on Pinterest, whatever, you know, and just, just literally look at it, write it down on paper so you can see it. Not your banking app, none of that. Like, write it down and, and just see where you spending money at and try, and try to, the next, the last that was, you know, rewire your habits. You know, you want to take control. If you know you can't, you can't go out, you know, you can't turn up, you can't go to brunch, you know, you know, cost $30 to get in the brunch. Right. And you, then you, then you want the, you want the picture. You don't want just a exactly. glass. <laughs> so you got to think about them unconscious habits that you have yes. that have been programmed in your mind. Yes. And you got to break them. Like you got to be real intentful and reflect on that shit because it really is something that takes a long time to do because I've done it and then I went back to old habits very quickly yes, because it's yes. very easy to and then it's sometimes you also too. have to remember in these times when you're trying to do th things like differently mm -hmm. you have to isolate because your friends may not be not be on the same type time you want right they right. may not be trying to save the way you're trying to save and prepare for the things you're trying to prepare right. because remember like I said your vision is between you and God so mm -hmm. you know the plans that you're trying to you know plan accordingly for yeah so yeah. Unconscious habits, break them. 
Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, you know, just um, to sum up everything, pay attention to your parents and how you grew up mm-hmm. and how you're spending your, um, how you, your parents spent their money when yep. they was growing up. And then take in, the mind, take in mind, like, are you unconsciously doing these same things that your parents taught you? Exactly. And then lastly, like, yo, take a, take a step back. Like, chill it's the okay. fuck out. It's everybody all, will still be there. Everybody, <laughs> I promise you, everybody going to be there. Look at your shit. Get your shit in order, yo. Because the struggle is real. Like, you, you're confidently lost in this situation right now. But you're confident about it because you're approaching it. You're lost because you don't know what's going on, but you're confident you're about it. You're doing things that nobody else has taught you to, how to do before. Exactly. And, and that's you're okay. taking on that step. So, you know, just be confidently lost about it. You know, that's what I can say. Uh, anything? Would you say anything else about that? No, I, I agree with you. Okay. All right. And that wraps up the Confidently Lost segment. Um, First episode. Woo! Goodness <laughs> gracious, child. That was a lot. <laughs> really was. All right. Um, so, uh, announcements. Do we have any announcements? So, we want you guys to make sure you follow us on Instagram. And that wraps up episode one, y'all. Yes, finally. A long time coming. A long time coming. Many more to come. Many more to come. All right, y'all. Don't forget, uh, follow us on social media, IG and Twitter. Um, Twitter is... uh, KL underscore podcast. And on Instagram, we're confidently lost podcast. And that's it. That's simply easy. Confident with a K always. That's it. That's the only little flair we got in there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you want to follow Fit on social media platforms. Instagram is throw a major fit. And that's all lowercase. And then you got me on Twitter as the poet Hannes. And that's T-H-E-P-O-E-T-H-O-N-T-A-S. And for me, you'll just follow me on IG and Twitter at Chief Hendrix. That's Chief with two E's. Um, also, don't forget to email your bitch you tried it moments. Yes. Um, if email, we will be reading them on air every week. Um, is if you, either you have to vent or you need advice on somebody trying you, like email us at confidentlylost um, at gmail.com. And also, don't forget Twitter, hashtag. Bitch, you tried it, or B-Y-T-I. All right, and then also a special shout-out to Stassi Price. Yes, yes. for the Boss Ass Remix to God's Plan. Yes, yes, we heard that joint a year ago, and we felt in love. We knew immediately it was going to be on the podcast. Yes. Um, thank you so much for allowing us to use that. And uh, we're going to close out our, every week um, with spoken word from the lovely Poet Highness. Yes. <laughs> All right, um, Poet Highness. All right. So, if you didn't know, my name is Poet Highness. I am a poet, and you should know it. <laughs> All right. This poem that I'm going to do is called Late at Night. I pray. Um, I chose it for a specific reason. I feel like we're all in the season of be- coming into our own or um, figuring out our paths. And I wrote this poem prior to actually being at this moment. So, it's kind of kind of cool how... This poem actually really has guided me through into coming into my own. Late at night, I pray. My chest feels like it's filled to the brim with a fire-breathing dragon. My throat is burning, and these words seem to crack in my esophagus like earthquakes in odd places. 
imploded by a thousand fireflies that burst into absolute nothingness. I'm completely blown away by abstract objects of deception and perception, but I know not how to get myself out of this overwhelming pit of frustration. So I decided to write this poem in hopes of eradicating my mind of negativity and purging my body of ill sanctity. I need a fo new focus for this hocus pocus that has magically blurred the lines of distinction in my life. I am desperate for rearrangement. Reconstruct my mind to think positively because these negative images in my head leave no room for beautiful pictures. And my actions follow one step behind ugly information. I'm a product of utter devastation, so I'm asking you, God, for mercy and salvation. Peace of mind and strong will. Build me up to fill. Fill my mind with ever so persistent thoughts of dreams. Dreams that exacerbate my need for steadfast faith and belief. Belief in myself to travel the road less traveled. To embark on a journey that will lead to a paradise. A paradise I call my own and seldom lose interest in. Because I am content here. I thrive here. And I am a survivor here. God, I'm asking you to build me into a woman of prestige and honor. Make me a modern day Rebecca because I am resourceful and brave in my decision making. Bless me with a friendship like Ruth and Naomi, loyal and true. Give me a love like Rachel, something worth being patient for. Make me strong and sacrifice like Sarah, our nation's great foremother. God, I am asking you to give me a purpose, a purpose worth fighting for, an identity that I can recognize when I look in the mirror, motivation greater than the struggle I've been dying for, an opportunity to become a fierce object of attention but gentle in my approach for suggestion. I want to be the suggested example of dignity. Let me be the rare reminder of what it's like to be a lady. Sure, people are afraid that men have lost chivalry. Well, maybe it's because our women lack consistency. So God, when I send you prayers drenched in tears, asking for things that are simply just not mine, I pray that you remind me of a woman you created 26 years ago. A woman who wears loyalty as a crown. A woman with the spirit dressed in your love. A woman who has sacrificed herself time and time again to no end. I pray that those fireflies bursting from my insides give light to my destiny. And every crack in my esophagus is a bittersweet reminder that life and death are in the power of my tongue. God, I pray that in the wee hours of the night, when the world is fast asleep, you remind me of me. All right, y'all. See Thank you all next you. week. See you next week. Yeah. I'm about my moolah, start no trouble with me Play about my business, I will double the fee I pull up at 2am to fuck you to sleep I know how you like it when we up in the sheets Stay the whole weekend, used to miss me Yes, I bad thing, I got a vision on me Now bad, I make a big team, both of you feel me Niggas always saying that it's different with me God's plan, yeah, God's plan won't hold back, they know I won't, yeah I look good and since you don't know He finessed it down your throat, wow Babysitting all his kids, man Now we out, you mad you did, yeah He keep playing you the bit, huh? Bad things, it's a lot of bad things I be wishing, 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 wishing They wish they were me Bad things, it's a lot of bad things I 
I'm not sorry Hit the club, leave with a bag and the family I'm like, yeah, we poppin' tags, do a comedy But wanna know me, wait Pray, I pray, I pray that you won't know me Want me be a little baby, I'm a OG I ain't with the shits, I'm with my OC Looking like we caught a cuddle, like I'm on a rope, Money, I come when I need it for bills Hop in the chopper, I need it to thrill Running right back to the bank with no chill Running again to the bank with no deal Underlay, underlay, give me the millies Up in the hills and the swag is so filly Look where we come from, such a conundrum Pour up the white room, only like liquor we drink Body on go with a wink, needed a fur that I make Think twice, if you wanna roll with a crew Get in line, everyone do Bippity boppity boo, not gonna happen for you Somebody get him or get him a clue Bad things, it's a lot of bad things I be wishing, 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 wishing They wish they were me Yeah Bad things, it's a lot of bad things I be wishing, wishing, wishing